This production is done by Acute Media. Welcome everybody. We are on episode 7, right? Yeah. 7. Hey, we did 6 1 and a 6. Six uh, we have part A and part B. Part B uh, kidogo we had to finish. But we are here. Proactive is the name of the show. Welcome everybody. Um my name is Timo as usual and with me Ndiyo ile part unajisema jina bana nini Okay with with Timo is Elsie Candy <laughs> Oh okay leo tume change kidogo tumesema leo tutaongeza the second name Elsie eh? Candy <laughs> yeah. Okay How's your week been My week has been amazing Ah this yeah. week has been with a lot of things going on eh? Yeah a lot of things have happened a mm. lot of interesting things have happened we I Monday. Mali decided to started, trust their army. It started on Sunday. Was it Sunday night, yeah? When Denis Okari Oh yeah. Yes. Started on e. Sunday night. Then Monday drama. <laughs> yeah? Drama taken from Nairobi to Bomet to, to Kakamega to I Samburu. Yaani people looking for like that's how it's bad. Yaani alikuwa anasema mtu anaambiwa ati anaangalia kutoka kwa dirisha yake nikamse wa Mpesa. That was just funny. Imagine. <laughs> eh? But I was interesting. People who you think that were good with uh the national government now all of a sudden things have turned. The tables have turned. Eh? The, that saying of revolution eating its own people. It's all, psh, you know, and everyone was quoting uh-huh, there uh-huh. at revolution, revolution. They came for the Jews. I did not see you. you had Ex- the- yeah, yeah, I had it. They came for the Jews, they came for the Gentiles, you know. Eh? They came for the trade unionists. I did not. Speak. I did not speak. And finally when they came for me, there was no one to speak for me. I was just I, laughing. I learned. I learned a lot by the These guys are intellectuals, eh? Yeah. In, fa- in fact, sometimes I think eh kwani mtu amekaa chini anatafuta quote ndio. For sure man. This you know, is <laughs> I went yani I saw them back like these people are just Kenyans and just regular Kenyans as we are yani walikuwa nasimama hadi kwa hiyo gari wakijaribu ku stop a whole senator to be from being whisked away but anyway uh you saw Mali Mali decided that they trust their military yeah you, that was interesting for me a 25 year old uh, military is colonel Biao I, I think so I think I didn't even get his name yeah. but that was interesting yeah. just for the people of Mali to trust this guy mm-hmm. do do we know our uh, head of military I don't know. Do we trust him that much? Him. <laughs> I just know that he, you know of course he reports to the cabinet secretary in charge of defense. I know. Yeah. But I I I to people will not like me when I say I agree with Ecowas, but what Ecowas did wrong was all of a sudden condemn that that, that the whole uh, process that happened with the coup in Mali. Mm-hmm. They condemned it like wakaikata. But the African Union did the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's a matter of condemning. They should give the solution because every time these things happen and there is no visible structure of how things will play out, mm-hmm. uh they they come with a condemning but they don't help with the advisory part on how things will play out after play out after this. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, this one has been an interesting weeks. Yeah, it has. So crazy. Internationally and nationally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But especially nationally. I I learned if I ever like if at any point in my life which I don't think will happen that I want to be a senator, I must make sure when I want to pass something at 4 a.m. I am in, in the parliament offices. <laughs> so no, that no, they can't that's not how me. it's supposed to be. <laughs> eh? <laughs> But yeah, I, re- I remember. Was it two weeks ago when the Nairobi senator was saying that yeah, he had to be in the in, in the Senate by 5 a.m. by yeah? 5 a.m. so that he could not get arrested. He even got the car that was 
like tailing him the whole time. He uh, got the number plate. No, that, and he was just that like... That is not the Kenya that our founders wanted. That is not the spirit of the 2010 constitution. <laughs> what is happening? Anyway, story for another story day. Story for another Back day. I BBI. mean, really, yeah, let's let's finish BBI. You know, like, man, we have to just let's sacrifice and make sure that this report people understand it. Yeah. Over the week, I asked guys, and people haven't read it, don't really care about it. There's, there's that team that says we we won't read it because we won't pass it, and there's uh-huh. that team that is like. Uh, we don't have to read it. Whatever has been said, we will pass it because we... Because so and so says yeah. we should pass it. Yeah. And and, that and argument usually just <laughs> crushes my heart. Don't you have a mind? <laughs> why read then did something. you go to school? You know? Why are you trusting you just one You can read and rep- understand and internalize and even make your own recommendations. That's what I... And that's why we are here. Like yeah. every time we're trying to just break it down so people can understand it. So... Yeah. I, I mean, I got a lot of responses. There were like everyone was like, "Eh, thank you so much. I haven't read this, uh, but I will go about it." But yeah. Oh, before we start, mm-hmm. you know, this is my part where I quiz you every time on episodes on acute.co.ke. You know. Yes. So this week, uh, uh, I was looking at hard talk with Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Are, are you are you uh, I've seen it I've seen it on the website ah on the website yeah but you haven't digged into it uh, I haven't exactly had the time to are you are you an IT like do you uh, do you have any interest with IT stuff no not really man you need to listen to this guy this guy is on another level like and and it doesn't even just come from a, a techie part where you just look at specifications and all. He questions even what industries are doing, like mm-hmm. the corporate body when they're releasing some things and when they're giving us as customers stuff. Consumer. Yeah, the, the consumer. Of- yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Wait, hard talk. Okay. This is, I don't know, week three. I am, I'm quizzing you. Next next time, unakuja kunipati ile episode umeskiza. We we <laughs> you must okay okay fine. whether we so kidney or windekni so the one that caught my attention was Zack and Mel is it the one that uh, they discuss um hip hop ah okay I see what you're doing there finally you listen to Zack and Mel this is nice this is nice it it caught my attention I didn't really listen to it you know so much but yeah. you know that is something that I intend to listen to because you know I'm not much of a hip hop person but hey. I could try it out and see whether I like it. I'm excited. My 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 work is done here. I finally get Elsie to listen to Zack and Mel. <laughs> what else do I need to do, Yadi? Eh? Eh, 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 this is progress, but anyway, acute.co.ke uh, on all uh, platforms we are there. You can check it. Like yeah, acute media. We use the profile of acute media, right, my producer? Yeah. So I haven't got it wrong. On all platforms, you can check it out. Today we're talking about ethnic antagonism and competition. I mean, this one has been there from... This is a topic that is very sensitive. I know. In the whole of Kenya. Very sensitive. It is very sensitive, <laughs> yeah. It even informs our constitution. Mm. Yeah. And because, we have to be... Because, you know, that is our history. It is where we are coming from. Yeah. You know, out there, when people think about Kenya, they know that... You know, one of Kenya's main issues, other than corruption, of course, is mm. tribalism, ethnic antagonism, and competition. Mm. 
Yeah. I agree. I mean, this is all sensitive ones. We'll have to proceed with all caution and just make sure that, because you know we're coming from like some dominant tribes, the two of us. Yeah. And we are always on the front line when it comes to <laughs> this uh, tribalism. Exactly, you know? exactly. And we have to be careful because at times we even forget the rest of mm-hmm. the other tribes that there are, are other that, tribes. That yeah, there are that, other tribes. Mm-hmm. When everyone talks about tribalism, first People target think is, about is me and you. Yeah, they so don't we, think about the other tribes. Yeah. So we're going to check out. Uh, let me just read what uh, uh, the president and brother Raila uh, are saying. Uh, on the press report that they released. Kenya is witnessing a continued deterioration of relationships between ethnic communities and political formations. These relationships are too often characterized by aggressive antagonism and competition. A strong nation cannot develop in this way. His Excellency, the President, and Raila Odinga are standing together to urge every Kenyan, every political leader and formation to compete without using ethnic profiling, or by promoting disdain for any group. Uh, I don't read the second part, uh, but le- let me just do this one for today. Um, it was a bit interesting. The two leaders respect one another. They have been competitors and even used hard language at times, but they have always been friends and respected one another. That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. They respect each other as individuals and as leaders. Sazile si tunachapana, eh? Exactly. Please, <laughs> let's tell them. You know, they mm-hmm. respect each other's communities. They respect Kenyans. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And they respect our nation. Every single Kenyan knows and needs respect. Respect should not mean that we tolerate what is wrong. However, the two leaders want to say to all Kenyans, the sins of individuals should not be visited on groups. We must reject and censor anyone who conducts themselves in a negative and hateful way. Now, I like that they started from a point. Uh, you know mm. eh? how they respect each other, and I don't know how Kenyans don't see that part. I don't know what you have to say with that press release that they had on the pillar. What do you think about what I just said? Before we even get into the, the, the chapter itself and what it's tackling and the recommendations, mm-hmm. what do you think about what I just said? Um, I think what they're saying may be true to some extent. I don't know about respecting each other's communities, but I know about the fact that these people mm-hmm. are friends behind behind the curtains. Yeah. These people are friends. They have a history. Some of them are even business partners. Mm-hmm. And so the joke is always on us as the Kenyans, when we are fighting our neighbors, mm. our colleagues at work, our classmates at school, our schoolmates, our, you know, people who surround us, people who will be there to help us directly if we need help in the name of you are tribe A and I am tribe B, so we don't mix, so I hate you, so I will do this and this against you. While behind the scenes, yeah, in, the, in that high office, yeah, people are... Drinking tea together. Uh, you seen how? So the joke is always on us, and that is such an unfortunate event. You have seen how they've tried to sugarcoat the, the the times that they've used hard language. By the way, and we have seen it. And we have we, seen uh, it. We have me. I have even been in their presence yeah. as they're doing this thing. You know, political rallies. In political, like allowing the people that they are affiliated to in their party to use such languages and mm-hmm. allow themselves to like. 
really insult the other ethnic uh, like other tribes ethnic groups yeah. ethnic groups mm-hmm. and now they come and sugarcoat it and make it look at at times we have used hard language try to make it sound nice and we know for sure what they have at done times, in the past that that hard language has had you know negative effects in the country we have felt them as the ordinary kenyans you know 92 97 we felt it i mean and then the biggest one like that was made so public was 0708 yeah. with everything that went down so they can't just come and try and sugarcoat this at thing at times we have used hard language at how times. about they just fine they're acknowledging that they've done so but why don't they just come forth and say kenyans we are sorry yeah for the language that we have used and Rather going than telling us sasa mnataka nifanye nini come tell us enyewe nilisema hivi na hivi and i was wrong But you I think know. that is something we can consider demanding yeah before the referendum before referendum you know you guys and allowing some individuals start by apologizing I think acknowledging you're wrong publicly and apologizing to Kenyans uh, for your words you ever seen how they, their parties like having discipline committees but there is never anyone who's being disciplined when he's towing the line of the party but insulting the others yeah that's an issue for me because you're allowing this person to like create an ethnicity like like create this problem that is uh, already boiling on its own and anakuja anaongezea sijui kitu kingine ndio ilipuke kabisa and you stand there in that rally and allow this guy to say such a thing and when it's your time to speak you don't even like rebuke what he just said mm-hmm. you make sure that it just continues in that mood that one has always been offensive for me because i know that time everyone had an issue with kikuyu's and and the other side everyone had an issue with luos mm-hmm. and it became really bad where i didn't like the fact that people would look at each other from a different angle and yet they had lived as neighbors all their lives yeah that was really tough for me i mean the pictures that came out during that period was mm-hmm. a bit tough like really tough for me to i was so young back then i was in class 5 Oh man. Around 10 years old. Awe wacha kuniaibisha na miaka yangu manze. No but you see you, as a young child then my sister and I and of course my brother that's when you get to know um mm. hey you are a luo, a luo. and hey your classmate your neighbor mm. my childhood friends they are mostly in, in fact that is the time when I became aware that by the way I am a luo surrounded by many kikuyus mm. as I play when I go to school that is when I noticed it. And even I mean I never used to notice. I mean, but no you one, see no one is Now as a kid, now I became aware of the fact that there mm. are tribes and you know now that so and so is now in power, it means this tribe is in power and we are there, we are not in power so. You know, I you even started looking at politics from a tribal perspective. It was so bad. I remember because I was studying somewhere in Central, mm-hmm. in a boarding school. Mm-hmm. And we had people from the low community like a lot of them mm-hmm. but during that period like majority of them switch schools and it happened vice versa even for guys who were in Nyanza yeah. and were studying at Maselo they mm-hmm. had to switch schools and now look for a different school and you're in Maselo a great school a like national a, a school. national school yeah. i mean we can't even start talking about the national school part of it Maselo was amazing sports studies like it's the best mm-hmm. and then you have to move not because of anything else but just because you're not safe that was really painful for me yeah. because I, i i don't know even where my friends went to i don't know which school they shifted to mm-hmm. it happened 
and just because I'm young and I don't know what's like I couldn't completely understand I can see it and know what's happening but I don't know the impact itself and how far it is that was really tough for me later on figuring out what just happened around me yeah it, and this guy is coming here and trying to make it sound like sweet ah, you know at times to meambia na vibaya lakini hey spare me <laughs> spare me we know for sure but we also have to caution the people themselves i mean anyway let's go into it you know mm-hmm. uh, your statement your press statement they really need to redo it we are not satisfied with what they said do we go direct into the recommendations that they have Am I, I i i just address some of the things that they have said you can address some of those things then we go we discuss then the we, recommendations okay yeah okay so the one is we, if we do not do do not find a better way to manage our diversity particularly in the competition for power then it will be our collective ruin uh, competition for resources recognition and power are inevitable and even natural where human beings are concerned Kenya is an African country made up of multiple ancient nations that were often defined along linguistic and ethnic lines uh one and father father just defining it also uh coming of modern states uh as a colonial enterprise which was racially defined and placed in opposition to African nations led to the recruitment of ethnic divisions and manipulation as a tool yeah. for the exploitation so, so what they are trying to tell us is that um ethnicity is a problem this ethnic division mm. started from the days of colonialism however yeah. at that time it was racial yeah it was and i really think from racial. the history we remember you know there was a way in which um, whenever they even go to the legislative council mm. the number of seats for the colonialists the white people for the asians yeah. then for the africans it was basically divide and conquer yeah all right uh, an ethnically driven politics uh ends with a winner take all model contradicts political and cultural uh cul- cultures in Kenya uh that have lasted for much longer than we have been Kenyans it does not offer us the capable leaders who will offer strong vision and rally us to implement national visions that uplift us i'm getting lost somewhere in these statements that they are making <laughs> uh but they are basically saying that the politics that we have shouldn't be uh what we have right now yeah and actually they they are blaming it on our uh, electoral system so mm. the kenyan electoral system is our first it's known as first past the post stroke mm. winner takes it all mm. so what happens is that we vote and the one with the highest number of votes is automatically mm-hmm. in, power, in power is automatically the let me just say it as it is is automatically the president mm-hmm. so they believe that that is one thing that system of elections because there are countries that have employed other systems of elections mm-hmm. that allow for inclusivity that allow for representation yeah, yeah a much broader um representation of the diversity uh, of okay. the country but then the one that we have in Kenya is a winner takes it all and i think that is something that the bi intends to change okay do you yeah. think uh, that's what drives this whole madness that we see with luya unity yes uh, yes Mount i Kenya i politics. do I, yeah i agree with them okay. it's true because now you see when you think about elections even right now mm. we are in the year of 2020 mm-hmm. elections are in 2022 mm-hmm. then the next elections 2027 mm-hmm. so we already know as early as now that the main competition 
I don't even want to pretend that I may be wrong, but we will from what from from what's been happening, yeah. we can tell that the competition is between, you know, um the current deputy president mm-hmm. and of course the form the retired um mm. prime minister. Prime minister. The retired Yet prime they prime haven't former. even declared it. Yeah, it. They haven't declared it, you know, IBC has not, you know, um invited them to tender their applications sure. yeah but For we sure. already know but then now kenyans are looking at it from the perspective of will Rayla win okay yes he might win because he'll get the majority of votes mm. why will he get the majority of votes i'm not saying that he will win i'm saying now can how kenyans are reasoning yeah how will he get the majority of votes um first Every of all all laws will vote for him mm. and you know right now he has the support of the president uh-huh. so that means the kikuyu votes are uh-huh. also with him so you see we're looking at it from a regional from an, point yeah, ra- yeah from an ethnic uh rather than his policies are good and no, what his manifesto he has good plans for Kenya no mm. we are looking at it from atashindaji where will he get the majority of votes so the question is majority of votes where will, where they, will they come from mm. we know that um, based on last year's census we know that they they, they ranked the tribes you know from the high the high the population so that the kikuyus are number one i think uh-huh. in terms of population that uh-huh. is i think close you fell at number four and you are like wait how? what how <laughs> <laughs> you know so true yeah. yeah so you know we know that you know if raila brings you know either mudavadi or wetangula uh, but maybe mudavadi mm. on board it means that you know he has he's bagged some Luya votes. votes yeah there's a there's a whole madness going on from yeah. tribal lines yeah so the and yeah. So that's the unfortunate state of events. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they even say the problem is not unique to Kenya. Tribalism is present in our entire region yeah. and all over the world. Uh, tribalism as a form of competition and antagonism does not just belong to ethnic groups. There are different forms of tribal attachment that are equally, if not more, destructive. What matters is the amount of cultural, social, and political innovation that a country can produce to its build itself structures that minimize group antagonism. That one, I don't even disagree at any point. Uh, one of the major ways we can escape the trap of ethnicized political competition is to more deeply integrate with our neighboring countries and to achieve the political federation that is the ultimate objective of the East African community. Deeper integration at the political level will lead to today's ethnic politics being swallowed by much larger populations so that any group this is just a mouthful okay they're just no, telling us really. they're just telling us to integrate as an east african community and yeah that is something that is that's a plan that's already underway um allow me to ex- expound okay, more okay expound <laughs> more yeah you know i just like i gave you a blank face at you what <laughs> there it's a plan Mm-hmm. The East African Political Federation is a plan, by the way, that is actually my dissertation. Yeah, it is the legal challenges okay. they are impeding the political federation of the East African community. Okay. So as you already know, uh, mm-hmm. Kenya is already a member. Kenya is a strong member of the East African community. Mm-hmm. Actually, Kenya's foreign policy states that the East African community is our favorite to some extent it mm. is our favorite regional economic community because we belong to other regional economic communities yeah. like Comesa yeah. we belong to Igad yeah. yeah we belong to another one known as Great Lakes yeah uh, and the African economic community but East African community is particularly our favorite comes number one yeah so East African community is what now the West Africans have is ECOWAS yeah it's yeah. a it's an economic block yeah yeah and of course it has it had its plans mm-hmm. you know it's established by the East African community treaty mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and um, it has four stages of integration. It proposes four stages of integration that are to happen one after the other. Okay. So the first one was um, customs union. So mm. customs union basically elimination of trade barriers uh-huh. amongst the countries that make up the East African community, which uh-huh. are actually six. When they started, they were just three: Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. And Tanzania. But now we have South Sudan. Burundi okay. and Rwanda on board. Okay. Yeah. So the first was the customs union, then common market. So common market was to allow free movement of people, goods, capital, labor. Mm-hmm. So you know, you Timo, if you get a job in Tanzania, you should be free to go and work. <laughs> Will they Again, allow me? <laughs> there, there are issues. Of course, <laughs> yes. of course, it's not a perfect institution. For sure. There are very many issues amongst the states. Okay. Then the third stage of integration is the monetary union, whereby mm. we share currency, or at least we have the same um the exchange rate between the currencies of the three the countries is the same. Okay. So again, are we, are we, we getting know, to a point no, where that, that, I don't know. We're not yet there. They, okay. I, I don't even know what they are doing about I that. I even thought that there'll be a point where we'll be using the same currency. Yeah, that is what's supposed to happen. That's the third stage of integration. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's something the East African community is working on as an institution. All then right. the final stage of integration is the political the treaty actually calls it the ultimate stage of integration mm-hmm. it is the political federation of the east african community whereby the countries kenya uganda tanzania south sudan rwanda burundi we become one country what we become one country so we lose our sovereignty as kenya they lose their sovereignty as uganda they lose their sovereignty as south sudan and together we are one country the east african community this is vision what we have our flag <laughs> we have our currency so you're no longer yes you are a kenyan but you are an east african actually that's why the passports yeah they almost carried my anyway. uh, i don't know i don't know their passport is the latest it's East African yeah, community. Everyone has it. Not everyone. People still have the old Uko one. Dark blue, me, 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 me. <laughs> the people still have the old one. But that is why, you, you know, even our passports now look alike. Yeah. And they look good. That, even yeah, the yeah. cheap at the front makes it look Yeah. Ab- so that's, that's a plan under the political federation. So now, again, the basis of my fourth year research, my dissertation. You don't know how excited I am. Like, we'll <laughs> actually discuss it at some point on <laughs> one of these episodes. Yeah. So, um, I've been researching on the challenges as to why we are not yet there yet, mm-hmm. based when you, they came up with this East African community, when they actually revived, because it was there, then it collapsed. Then yeah. They revived it uh-huh. sometime in 1999. Uh-huh. Um, the vision of the leaders back then was that we would already be a political federation by now, but we are not yet there. So what I've been researching on are the legal challenges. And of course, yeah, these legal challenges, they, you know, the East African community is aware of these legal challenges. Okay. And so for that reason, they decided to come up with an, a transitional model to the federation. Mm. Now they came up with a confederation. Okay. So the difference between a confederation mm-hmm. and a federation is that at federation level, mm-hmm. countries lose their sovereignty. Mm-hmm. So you've lost your sovereignty. Now you are one country. You're one country and one president. Probably. You know, but the people have been saying this thing has been rumored to be a Museveni project. Mm. I'm calling it rumors because it's not proven. Okay. On, only that, again, Museveni is the most experienced president of all presidents. Of the, so yeah. he's likely to be the one to... Nah. <laughs> but anyway, we'll cross the bridge when we when get, we get there. Look, we have, hey, we have preluded to our <laughs> next show too much. I mean, we don't even know which episode it will be. Let's talk about the recommendations before... Yeah. We, we we lose our but that's so interesting. Yeah. Idea. So what I'm trying to say is what they're talking about when they talk about the political federation mm-hmm. that you know fastening the process of the political federation. Mm-hmm. That way, um, it a political federation will expose us as Kenyans mm-hmm. to other tribes mm-hmm. from other countries. We'll get to know more about their choli. 
de, de Karamajong, de Shiluk of South Sudan. Hey, ume, de, ume. This one's of Tanzania. Then what are I have no clue what they are called. I'm trying to remember the tribes of my so friends from friends Tanzania. In, I, I know even me. I'm, I have so many <laughs> friends in that, and they all of yao. a sudden they, they all of a sudden fight me. Yeah. So you know, Tanzania I think has more tribes than Kenya. Tanzania Uganda has tribes. South Sudan also has tribes among the South Sudanese. Mm. Shiluk, Anwa, Kanuer. Mm-hmm. We have. You're very conversant with the South Sudan ones. History, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um. Yeah, Rwanda, Burundi, Hutu, Tutsi. Yeah. So you see, when we are exposed, when you know the, the political federation is established, as Kenyans, we'll be exposed to other tribes. And we'll stop looking at politics from a tribal perspective. Manze. But I'm thinking, won't we now start looking at politics from a... On a bigger scope. Like, I, I really Kenya, like... Th- when you think about the president of the political federation, I trust that this time it was Museveni, next it should be Kagame. There's no way it can go back to BCJ. BCJ now wants to come up as the next. We're like, Pana, Ugandans, you've already had it. Now it has to come to Kenya. Episode, Let's go back home. Let's first work with home before we integrate and become that whole community. But okay. I agree with you. That is what they mean when they're proposing that. Yes. Yes, yeah. I yeah. mean, but let's tackle what we have right now. You know, you've gone and integrated yani, even the whole community. Mm-hmm. Uh, when here home, me even dating a low chick is about to be a big issue, manze. Like, you know, oh, you look at it. you dating a low? Yeah. How is that? No, I just want yeah, to know. I, I because really wanted to show from the political side. I'm sour. sure you've been getting... Um, okay, so I'm talking about survivor politically. You uh, know, I, let's not go there. Let's talk about recommendations. I see where you're going with this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> <and> <laughs> uh, can we do the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do the show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about recommendations. We have yeah. like five of them to tackle uh, uh-huh. along the way, or six. So, um, uh-huh. <laughs> surely, else. <laughs> Did you have to go there? <laughs> All right. So, uh, number one, build and strengthen the ties that bind us. Uh, the task force uh-huh. recommends that throughout the education and sustained civic education for non students, Kenyans be exposed and uh, incentivized to, to respect ethnic and religious diversity and for this principle to be reflected in the public service. Shoot. They're saying curriculum, they're saying in... Um, that in the education system, yeah. they should be able to teach the children and of course the you know high school students, mm-hmm. they should be able to teach them to appreciate the diversity of yeah. Kenya, the diversity of the cultures. Yeah. Which is and a respect solid one. to respect and appreciate because yeah appreciating is one thing but you know you also have to respect it yeah. and not you know allow it to become a tool of division. It's true. Yeah. I liked how so education the, the selection was changed and they decided now that me being in Nairobi I can go to a national school in Mombasa mm-hmm. I can go to a national school in 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 Kisi or somewhere yeah you know like. Mm-hmm. Kids were sent all over the world, Yani. All okay. over Kenya. All over Kenya, sorry. <laughs> all, all corners yeah. of Kenya. And it, it was pretty fun. I mean, I remember my cousin was being sent to, uh, I can't remember the national school, but it was in Nyanza. And and we were just laughing because the first... Miranda. I think, uh, no, 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 she's a lady. Oh. And, and the first criteria ah. was like, she had to she mm-hmm. had to shave her hair. <laughs> hey, that sounds like... I don't know which school it was. But uh-huh. she was willing and ready. Asumbi? 
can't remember the name for sure. It was a while back. Uh-huh. This is those ones like you uh-huh. just remember. And and how did she take it? She was ready. She was she excited. She was really willing to go and she was like, I am ready to go. You just give me like, you know, and she had cool parents because uh-huh. they would play like pay for the flight uh-huh. and come back. But the mom uh-huh. hey, was like, eh, hey, you're not going anywhere. Uh-huh. Where we una back yapa. You know, and yeah. katafti wa katafti wa shule. So, wa shule yeah. so the young ones are already re- like we are ready to integrate and just be at one with all other regions. Eh? But mm-hmm. we can see it from our our, our elders. So as yeah. as we to men, they're still trying to hold on to these things when we have released them as uh, the youth. So they do it out of love, uh, for sure, and of course based on history. Yeah. So based on the history, you know, your auntie probably thought, hey, my girl, <laughs> you won't be safe. We'll go apana, just stay here. And so how do we break these barriers? If the, the curriculum shouldn't allow, if you have been selected to a certain school, you shouldn't be allowed to switch to a different one. But you know, sometimes a parent can't afford to have the child go that far. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've seen uh, of cases. I've seen cases whereby people have been called to national schools. You know, from the village, you've been called to Nairobi, but your parents can't afford the fare, the fee, and uh, yeah, of that national school in Nairobi. So your parent would rather keep you in a local secondary school and say, you know, uh, the education system is the same. You'll just succeed in anyway. So there are a lot of things also that need so to be worked on in the yeah, process. Yeah, it's, it's quite complicated. I agree. It's, quite it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one, but. I think we we are on the right track to yeah. some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, some yeah. are a bit hard to tackle because of finances, mm-hmm. uh, the blocks. But I like that from the young kids themselves, they are willing to go that far and yeah. just enjoy this whole new culture yeah. and the new people. So that's for that reason, the BBA proposes that public boarding secondary schools yeah. should admit students. Yeah. 50% of students from outside, outside. the county. Yeah. So if a national school is, for example, in Kakamega County, 50% of its population should be from the rest of Kenya. Yeah. So 50% might be yeah, from the rest of the country. That's a good idea. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so, I mean, the other pillars, you know, and this is the point I've been saying, Elsie. Some things they're adding on this recommendations i think they were just filling up this document when you just say align the national museums of kenya to this mission what does that mean did you understand it well what is a museum a museum is supposed to show to but the museum has the... been doing it go to the museum it's not like centered on a specific people uh-huh. and that's why something's yeah like, i've been i've been to the national museum you you've seen like they really covered like the history of kenya and uh-huh. all the tribes go yeah. to joseph murumbi center as much as it covers a certain person mm-hmm. and 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 his collections it it shows that he was diverse yeah. in what he was collecting go to the Kenya National Archives you'll find that yeah it covers certain people but it's not some documents some statements when they make they need to break them down and we understand what they're saying how are you going to say uh, part A and B and break it down properly and then you come to part C and say align the National Museums and of D? Kenya to this mission what about D Promote and support inclusive inclusive cultural cultural centers in every country, uh, in every every county. county. Uh, And I think we talked about this Cultural centers. Yeah. No, we we tackled uh, a different kind of thing because I was talking about festivals in different counties last week Mm -hmm. when we were talking about national ethos. Um, I don't know. Cultural centers should be there already in every county. What is a cultural center? What does it do? I thought it was something like Bombas of Kenya. Is it the case? Because I feel, then it, it would make sense. Yeah, because I thought, I don't know. 
and that's why it's some states quite vague. It's vague. it's vague. That's why I have been fighting with this document. At points, they are really crucial with what they say. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they become vague with their statements. Mm-hmm. And they need to just leave. If you have something that is really detailed, leave it at that. Watch confuse mtu. The first two una make a lot of sense. Then the last part. Everyone is looking at it like, now what are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to imply? All right, do away with wi- hey this one, this yeah, one we will do away, away with, with winner take all model for the presidency, presidency and, and opt for more concessional con- concessional concessional. <laughs> what model. is this they're trying to say? Okay, a uh, model that works best for ethnically divided societies. Uh, should I break it down? What they say? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were... This one was your part. I, I knew think for I, sure you are ready see, to tackle this see, one. I, I, I think I discussed it uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to understand the meaning of consocialism. Yeah. A consocial... Political uh, scientists define a consocial state as one which has major internal divisions mm-hmm. along ethnic, religious, or linguistic lines with none of the divisions large enough to form a majority group. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're saying we do away with winner take all model for the presidency. Opt for this a more inclusive inclusive poli- one. Yeah. So uh, there, there, are, there are political systems in the world that where the executive is like a face of the, the whole face country. Of the country, yes, for sure. Yes. Which countries are this? I need to go study on these countries. I think India. Mm-hmm. India does this. I talked about on episode two on something to do with how yeah the Dutch cover their things. Uh-huh. The Dutch is really integrated. Like their parties as much as they will cover certain um, ideals that mm-hmm. they have in their country itself. The president usually has to come together and form a ruling party out of all these regions that mm-hmm. have different ideals. And it's called the Polder model. Polder model meaning like uh, it's because they're known to be experts on land reclamation. And so they get all these other parties and they say for the sake of the Dutch, we mm-hmm. will work together. Like it's a thing they say in their country, for the sake of the Dutch. Yeah. They will, he will make sure that he has to work with all these other, inter- like all these other parties that are in the parliament mm-hmm. and work uh, and find a way to form a ruling coalition during that period. There are some that will disagree. And mm-hmm. I, I think usually now they fall to the opposition to also keep these guys accountable. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was an article on the Washington Post, I think, or the New York Times. One of the two. I was just reading on it. Oh. I like how they do, and that's why you'll see like this guy is very so, humble. The mm-hmm. Dutch president mm. the guy goes to the office riding a bike, and I remember the French president went to. Uh, at that time, it was Sarkozy. Went to see him, and. Uh, they rode a bike to the office and everyone was like, hiya, what's about to happen here? <laughs> and his office is not even in the main capital. It's just somewhere uh, where his constituents is, which is really interesting for me. If that's what they mean, then that makes a lot of sense when it comes to that. Yeah. But it, we knew I think that he had won, mm-hmm. but he has to work because he doesn't have that majority still in yeah. the parliament. Mm. So he has to work with all of them, we show it. <laughs> Yeah. to form something that is the yeah. ruling coalition, yeah. which makes sense for me. Yeah, what is this sense. one trying to say? So I, I had mentioned it earlier, yeah. earlier when we began that yeah. the BBI proposes that we do away with the winner takes it all. And I think I explained how winner takes it all is working, the mm. way 
when we are thinking about elections, you're thinking, how will this one win? Atapata votes wapi from this tribe and that tribe and that tribe. So we want to do away with that system of elections. That way, you know, when we are, when there's political competition, as Kenyans, we will not look at it from the tribal This is what they were saying, Wakisema, uh, several posts will be made in the process. Ama, how do they tackle it? You see, they've made it clear there's an issue how we do things, mm-hmm. but now... So now, actually, the BBA is not clear now, at least not on this part. Maybe, I don't know, maybe another pillar we might... <laughs> on the next pillar, we might find something. Okay, that will but work here, they've it. not given a proposal of what is inclusive, mm. what type... Because there are different types of elections, yeah. of electoral systems that are inclusive. Mm. There are different types. Yeah. But wh- they're, what they're clear on is that we have to do away with this fast past the post mm, system. Mm. We, we, we tackle winner that Winner will no longer take it all. Yeah. Winner will take it together with yeah. other people. And winner will have to work out in such a way that uh, we tackle all of us uh, the same process that we are in. Yeah. <laughs> My producer is such a clown. So we go to the next. Yeah. So <laughs> Making resource distribution to be fair and felt to be fair. Ah, okay. Resource distribution, including revenue allocation. <laughs> oh my! See where goodness. I'm going. <laughs> I see where you're going. Uh, okay, we can mention Siatinimbaya. That but that every every group, every ethnic group, must get a fair share of the national cake. A fair share of fair the share national cake. the national cake not the crumbs not the crumbs yeah you you we're, we're pre- okay so what happened before we started the show we 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 like uh, talking about what's happening in the week and this one is just going to tackle what's been going on the whole week with how the revenue revenue, revenue allocation yeah, yeah. Uh, the the CRA comes uh, shows Makes us a recommendation in accordance with article 217 yeah. of the constitution and now uh, and the CRA are experts on this. They have yes, actually they experts. studied they have researched. these things and researched. Mm-hmm. And they go and make recommendations. And but their recommendations have to be approved by the Senate for yeah. the recommendations to have force of law. And so once their recommendations get to the Senate, the Senate is free to make amendments as it deems fit. As it deems fit. And so we see the Senate now comes, a few experts now. I mean, we have moved from a whole committee of experts to a few experts and a few noisemakers. And now they are to decide how things should go about. And this one, I mean, I think the fact that they should be a fair share mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. But now we are only fighting with part one of that statement, a fair share, and we're forgetting of what. Because now, budget this year was a three trillion budget. These people are only being given three hundred and sixteen billion to work with out of a three trillion budget. It's not. It's not normal. It doesn't make sense. It's not a fair share for me. And maybe I am. I'm wrong on this, but I don't feel like when it comes to counties, they're actually being given enough to work with. They should be more that they should work with other than this fight of a fair share for 316 billion which mm-hmm. is not a fair share of what the national budget looks like you you i feel like you are about of, to of drop some it, knowledge it, it, it can't really be fair as we want Mbona basi tunaandika fair Actually, kwa the, your the statement the constitution does not even call it fair the uh-huh. constitution uh 
under Article 201, which is the principle of public finance, because what you're fighting about, what the Senate is fighting about is actually public finance. Mm -hmm. So it has to be guided by Chapter 12 of the Constitution of Kenya. So under Article 201, mm -hmm. the Constitution is clear um, on one of the principles of public finance is that revenue raised nationally shall be shared equitably. Not the word equitable, not fair. Not fair. Equitable, okay. not fair, among national and county governments. So what does equitable mean? That is what the Senate should be questioning. Ah. What does equitable mean? Does it mean the people or the landmass? The landmass. That's where this conversation now starts from. Yes. Okay. It makes sense. Uh, but... This one is, those ones, I don't know what to say about it's, it. It's, it's, qu it's quite complicated because the next principle mm. under Article 201 is that expenditure, mm -hmm. no, expenditure, that is the spending of this public finance, uh -huh. has to be the kind that promotes the equitable development of the country, including by making special provision for marginalized groups and areas. Which you have been fighting for. It has not yet even been... Yes. So now that's why the same constitution establishes the equalization fund under Article 204, which is a fund. I think we mentioned it um, episode 3, 4? Somewhere there. We mentioned it, yeah. yeah. I think I kind of explained. Muskize episodes in the Omojue atamutuambie. So equalization fund was established to cushion these marginalized areas and to help them to come up. Okay. And it's just specifically for these marginalized groups and mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. But it's not yet been operationalized. It's not. It is just in the constitution. It has not been reduced from writing to to something that to a fund that actually exists. Who who should be blamed for this? Yeah. I don't. I didn't want to say blame, but I wanted to say who should be providing this. Providing. Yeah. The national government. Yeah, the national government. Actually, it is the national government, mm. specifically the Ministry of. Uh, the Treasury, the mm -hmm. Ministry of Finance, mm -hmm. what they should do is when they, of course, they receive all the funds, I think, from KRA, the, the revenue raised nationally, mm -hmm. is that they decide this is how we are going to spend as they are budgeting because what happens is the budgeting. Okay. They have to allocate a specific amount, a specific amount of the money mm -hmm. that should go towards the equalization, equalization fund. Interesting. Yes. So we should have a beef with the Treasury right now. Yeah. With what? Interesting, interesting. The okay. Treasury, but also other arms of the government, um, such as Parliament. It is Parliament, it is the legislature that is both the National Assembly and the Senate that should be pushing for the establishment of this equalization fund. Because 10 years later, we can't see the equalization fund. Mm. And We're still know? in that space. I mean, yeah. part two of this statement, do you actually agree with it? I mean, we can make distribution to be fair. Do you feel like it will be felt to be fair? Do you feel like Kenyans no. will ever get to a point where it will? No, 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 not of, of course not. There are people. I think um, I read a tweet from Professor Makau Mutua mm. um, a week or two weeks ago, and he was saying that you know he once interacted with a lady from I think Wajia Mandera, one of those areas, and that lady was actually actually told him that um, you know this is not really Kenya because Kenya is the Nairobi and the highly developed yeah. counties. Yeah. And it's not just uh, Macau Mutua who has experienced this. Like a lot of people also have actually said that, like there are places where 
Mm-hmm. When you leave and you say you're coming to Nairobi, <laughs> now they say they're coming <laughs> to Kenya. You understand? Unenda Kenya. Unenda Kenya. These other places are still part of Kenya. So from Article 204 that establishes the Equalization Fund, yeah, it states that um, okay, let me just read it as it is. This established an Equalization Fund mm-hmm. into which shall be paid one half percent, mm-hmm. one half percent of all the revenue collected by the national government each year, mm-hmm. calcul- calculated on the basis on, of the most recent audited accounts of revenue received as approved by the National Assembly. So what does this mean? That the failure to establish the equalization fund is on the National Assembly because they've not been pushing for it. But it also goes back to the Ministry of Uh. the Treasury because one half percent of all the revenue raised nationally should be going towards that equalization The revenue is going to be Yeah. Tough one. Tough one, but at least the BBI acknowledges and that's what it recommends. Let, let's go to the next one, which is my worst mm-hmm. out of all these recommendations. Baraza mm-hmm. Lawashauri. President as a symbol of national unity should benefit from the private advice of eminent experience and honorable citizens serving in a council of advisors. On an unsalaried basis. I know you like the part of <laughs> on an unsalaried basis, but look, give me Eminent, experienced, and honorable citizens. Twendekas. Uh, Reverend Timothy Njoya. Okay, fine. Give me eminent, <laughs> experienced, and honorable citizens who do not have any political affiliations in any way. I've not been in a, any political... Um, I don't really... N- uh, uh, Patrick Lumumba, maybe? Yellow. <laughs> who would you put as a council of advisors that you would listen to their advice and Fielo. you know Kenyans would stop and listen to his advice. Fielo still. Really? Yeah. Individuals, specific individuals. I want you to get from that point where on a national point, I can stand up and say something and everyone would listen to me. I don't know. You know how because pop- in Kenya, the people that we know and the people that we revere so much, the people who are very influential are the people in the political class. So you either have to be inside the political class or you have to be related to the political class. Exactly. And so Ibaraza Lawashauri, I'd rather even be paying people who I can trust when they speak do not have any affiliation whatsoever in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they stand up and say something, it asks Okay, but as a Shaurina sound like for old people, but Denisokari is still quite young, so you know, we have already look, Council of Advisors have already imeshaya kwa a connotation that it has to be some old guys. Yeah. Who feel like they know everything. Yet experienced old, and honorable citizens. And, uh, experienced and honorable. Yet these old guys have the worst like they are the ones who have been showing us like eh. We, we really can't side with these people and with what they are doing and how they are thinking through yeah. st- stuff. And um, sp- that part, recommendation number 68 should just be removed completely. I don't so see y- any... So in your opinion, we don't need a council of advisors I don't for feel the president? Look, you carry the constitution and you, you see like the kind of uh, uh, knowledge it has and the kind of experienced people that sat down and wrote this thing for the benefit of this country. What more do we need, surely? What more advice does he need? Uh, okay, he doesn't really need the constitution itself is advice enough but on you how know, to he, go he, about Of things. course, he needs people to keep him in check, but we already have the Number National one. Assembly and exactly. the judiciary and to keep him on check, yeah, in one way or another. 
exactly set so, up by the constitution now already this one this ones will only just be giving advice hi president we feel you did this wrong how about you do this this way he can decide whether or not to follow their how advice about hi president the constitution says this is wrong so you can't so that is do why that, that is why we have the legislature and the judiciary and then and again, the constitution that you know reveres the system of checks and balances i agree number two, who decides this council of advisors the president will put everyone he feels like would be on his yeah, side. so that's that's also where I feel on the part of the task force. They did not tell us, okay, so who's going to constitute this council of advisors? How are they going to be picked? Who's gonna pick them? Yeah, and like put seriously what their uh, what their work is, because I don't feel like advising the president should be their only job. Non-salaried. <laughs> you you're always on this non-salaried. Like. <laughs> I don't care. I would even pay them. Like I would even be giving them allowances. Pay them to give advice. That's the thing. What advice are they giving that is different from what we already What the have? lawyer already provides. You know? Yeah, I get it. And there are people like all around who do keep him in check when he's trying to do things wrong. Yeah. And the constitution is enough to show us and 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 make sure that this guy is in check. We should defend this constitution like it's our own. By the time he's looking for council of advisors, first and foremost, he went to the constitution to see what yeah. it says. So me, 68, let's just do away with it. Barazalawashauri is just another game to nachezewa apa. Right, we have like seven minutes to tackle two other big ones. But I like you, like I like when you talked about accelerating regional integration, we actually tackled it and we... We did. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see i mean at a, at some point when we become one community I'm, i i like I, I look forward to reading your dissertation it looks like it's going to be such an interesting one yeah and i can see it says that deeper integration at the political level will lead to today's ethnic politics being swallowed yeah. by much larger populations mm. with any one group in Kenya being a small minority in the federated country. But yeah, that's true. It's true. I, you know, I mean, while in Kenya we we'll look at our tribe A and tribe B, these are the largest tribes, when it now become when the political federation actually materializes mm. and actually yeah, we actually become one country under one president. Yeah. You know, you're a low, but so what's the big deal? Yeah. Somebody else is from actually in South Sudan and, and they're you know, also sure. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be really cool. But yeah. I think the social and the psychological part is one of those things that we will also have to work with mm-hmm. because I I'm not gonna get into that again. I you know, I, I mentioned who I'm dating and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> so from a regional point we don't even know how it, things will look like also. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about institutions. Eh, eh, what is that? Institutionalization of national political parties. Thanks, Manze. I was about to bite my tongue when I was trying to say this. <laughs> all political parties should be compelled to reflect the face of Kenya in mm-hmm. ethnic, religious regional and gender terms. Yeah. And I think so far so good the political parties in Kenya are doing a good job. Gonna jokes. They're trying. Okay. The two Thanks. major let me Much let me better. talk about the two <laughs> major political parties because there are other political parties that are really dominated by exactly. uh tribal exactly exactly. <laughs> Nikki and a nomination place flani in a party flani. It's not about to happen. No, you can you, you can you can get nominated. The point is nobody will even think about listening to what plans you have. You know, nobody will even think about listening to your manifesto if you're vying on a certain let ticket me put it in a certain area. Uh, Elsie, you go to assemble. Uh-huh. You vie for MCA. MCA MP. Uh-huh. But you're on a jubilee party. 
Ah, you need jokes. Jokes. No one, will, <laughs> no one will even think about your credentials. It's even better to go independent than Ex- to go with... A political party. Yeah, as so, it is now, that is the situation. I'm not saying that's how it's supposed to be, but as it is now, a father later Wende with an independent ticket. And, and that's why with. most of the times when this report is being read, I feel like these experts were talking about some such, like such a structural thing and they haven't even been on the ground to understand what's happening. Fine, I've integrated all these other people in my party. Kuna wenyewe atakuja tu kujaza the numbers kwa sababu hata wakienda sh- mm-hmm. like sincerely to look for a seat somewhere they won't get it. Yeah. Miss Jui how to tackle But I mean, anyway in terms of religious religion mm. re- religious institution religious over here. Yeah. Yeah, I think political parties are doing a good job. To some extent. They, they, yeah. they are trying at yeah, it. Really I've not I've not heard of a case whereby so and so has been denied a chance in this party. Have you been to Mombasa? Because of the religion exactly Mombasa? yes no just look at it from <sighs> demographics to vizuri but the last Mombasa time you saw uh, someone i mean you would even get but it I don't from think a kind of lifestyle you would get a seat more than you would get as a christian aya I'm not aware. We will do this research <laughs> and we'll come. And if I'm wrong, Aya. I will say I am wrong. But you need to check these things. Hey. See. You have to see. Even religious also, it's being tackled to some extent. Mm-hmm. I know it might be heavily uh, seen Maybe. in some one, some certain regions. Like if you go to the coastal region. Coastal region, yeah, maybe. But all these other places, mm-hmm. yeah. We Nairobi, have, you know, we, don't, we never really, you know, think about, about those religion. things a lot. Yeah. You might even know <laughs> when I come to Endangi Church and, you know, frankly. Now, Tapita. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, you know. Then gender, gender terms. That one has been. Uh, I heard you when I was coming in that you were tackling it at some extent, to some extent, where we are now trying to force. Your boss is trying to force this two thirds, a third thing without qualifications, Cindyo. Yeah, two thirds gender rule that yeah. it has. That's something that you know we should already see. There was even a bill that was proposed, but it failed. Mm. Yeah, mm. at the national assembly. Isn't Zilena Kwaga careful? No, Skeven and Menyamaza Ju feminist, but any attack all of a sudden. I won't attack you, relax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I think parties are also trying because I remember when they were nominating during nominations, whenever, you know, after elections have happened, they normally have to nominate members to the Senate, to mm-hmm. the National Assembly, these political parties. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they nominate now the ladies so that the ladies can try to. So, you know, with the ladies, that house can at least have that two-thirds representation. True. I'm yet to but figure these out what women rep. This whole two-thirds aspect is quite complicated because, mm. you know, how can we how, how can we really achieve this? Especially in a democratic country like Kenya is. A democratic country requires that everyone gets to vie for a seat from the same ground, at the same level. You, know. you don't get a, you know, a um an advantage just because you're a woman True. so when we both go me and timo are approaching the nairobi people to yeah. elect us as governor i don't have a higher chance because i'm a of woman agenda. no yeah it is about now what we have the agendas that we have the it's plans true. that we have i think so you know you cannot force ha- Kakamega, really you can only have women on the ballot this time men are not allowed no that is not democracy i think so the it's quite experts complicated. should really think about from a point of where we need to uh, uh, uh like promote the 
role of a lady in terms of leadership and not make it look like just her work is mm-hmm. in the in the and house. not 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 doing her a favor because she's a lady yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be that way. it should really change. <laughs> Mugabe, i think Mugabe once made fun of us for that I, I don't know you you heard about it something about that you you only have b- women gossiping in parliament <laughs> I, I think I'll go check that out. That sounds so funny. Yeah, I think... <laughs> but it's not just Mugabe alone. Look, we have less than a minute uh, to, to to tackle it. Uh, producer will give me a bit like five more minutes. I'll try my best to... We, we'll see what we can do. But out of it all, I think it makes... It's not bad, but it just needs to be restructured with what they're trying to show in terms of national political parties. Mm-hmm. The last time we had this thing was the Kanu era. Kanu had offices all over this country. I don't think we have. Kanu them. mama, Kanu baba, and today? Nowadays. And today, where are they? <laughs> you know, but that was when they were, wa- it was a one-party state. Yeah. That was when this would have been possible. But now... Maybe I've just remembered uh, <laughs> some some low groups I mean, yeah? yeah. I remember I think last week there was a picture that was trending. A picture of an ODM office that has been established in Kirinyaga. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh-huh. An ODM office in Kirinyaga? Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, we're coming up. That that yeah. is us coming up higher. So what they are talking about when they talk about institutional institutionalization of national political parties, mm-hmm. their main recommendation is that um is the of course the, the government or as Kenyans, mm-hmm. we need to strengthen the office of the register of political parties yeah. to enable it to deal with the problem of ethnicization of yeah. politics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And by immediately recruiting uh and appointing a substantive registrar who can be independent, assertive and proactive. That's true. So uh, they're calling him the referee of political parties. He'll have a hard task on his hand. Mm-hmm. Um we need to work on what they are trying to base the uh, political parties in terms of who they choose and how they choose and switch this conversation back to the people so that they can actually see. But in the end, with stuff like the EAC becoming something realistic, you know, Mm -hmm. this is some few things that will be able to be tackled to some extent. I don't know how, but... I agree. A referee needs to be there from the point where political parties are being... So to regulate the political parties and to ensure that these political yeah. parties... Yeah, you're not... Anyway. So, so that uh, ODM, when they are opening an office in Kirinyaga, it, it doesn't look like... A strange thing such has a strange happened. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a good one. Uh, this one is those ones we really need to tackle ourselves as Kenyans. I mean, these guys can give recommendations that are funny, so funny, uh, you know, Council of Advisors and all that. But ethnic antagonism and competition is, it's, it's, it comes from me and ULC. Mm-hmm. It's not really something that structure that can be helped. I like that we are a new crop and a new generation that is allowing integration mm-hmm. here at home first before even we get to that point. And we, we we will work on it. Uh, I, I liked a conversation I had with my brother this week, and he was telling me some of these things that we are seeing in this report and we are seeing in this country just needs to be worked on slowly and surely. We, uh, we tend to like uh, a point where we are like microwaves. We want something to pop so fast, but some things are deeply rooted in us and we need to remove them slowly. We'll yeah. be like the last people who actually... And if it and he was like, if it takes 
a hundred years, fine. But after those a hundred years, the people can reap what was started from part one. And it's going to be a progressive thing. Yeah. If we root out corruption, it's not something that will be just picked out. And from removed. one day to the next. Yeah. yeah, It's something that we need to slowly work on. Mm-hmm. And I think ethnic antagonism and competition also is something that we need to work on slowly and surely. I think, I don't know, maybe Mualimu Nyerere had seen this from a long time ago when he mm-hmm. was starting this whole community-based thing where Ujamaa was a big thing because yeah. he knew if it was um, the borderlines were drawn from a point of tribes and where you came from, this would have been worse. Uh, what do you have to say? Last words as we finish. Uh, my parting shot will yeah. be that one, as Kenyans, we should stop being the puppets of these politicians fighting our neighbors while uh-huh. behind the behind closed doors these guys are drinking tea toasting together, together drinking champagne having fun trading together mm. that is one two i would hmm, on matters ethnic antagonism and competition mm. you know why don't we just accept yeah accept that yes i, I was born luo you were born kikuyu so and so was born kamba and that is the beauty of being a kenyan mm. why don't we just embrace it from I, I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, remember um, this story from the Bible, Joseph and the coat of many colors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. you really appreciate the rainbow, red, orange, mm-hmm. yellow. Joseph loved his coat. That is the fabric of humanity, diversity. And mm-hmm. diversity is the, a fact of life. Mm-hmm. Diversity is everywhere. I mean, even right now we are celebrating that, oh, in the U.S., the vice president, the likely vice president, the candidate for vice president with Joe Biden mm-hmm. is uh, an oh. African-American stroke South Asian. Uh-huh. So, you know, diversity is something that is always it will always be there we can't do away with that we can't all be the same, the same. There are people will be short somebody will be born low there are people will be black skinned the others the other people will be light skinned let us embrace it yeah embrace it positively and not as a tool to divide to divide us as kenyans yeah move yeah. away from voting blocks and yeah. all that yeah yeah uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Maybe we have f- like like two more just to go, and we are done with this thing. So peace. <laughs>